guys. Hello. Hey. hey. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> uh, James, are you okay? You sounded a little a little nervous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, well, you guys- he, he's he's mentally preparing himself for a flight today. Yes. And we had to cram this recording in at the last second. So we are trying to, just so our listeners know, a little expedited episode before James makes his expedition. Yes. To yes. the to the great uh to the great podfest beyond. Yeah, yeah. James. <laughs> well, first of all, welcome to the 13th floor podcast. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, James, so you're going to Podfest. Tell us about it real quick. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I've been to several previous iterations, and it's just a great place to learn how to podcast and how to network with like-minded creators. And if you're interested in learning the ropes on podcasting, it's a great place to start. Beauty. Very well, cool. That's awesome, James. Uh, I, I'm i not going anywhere. I'm battling a cold. Sam. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. We had to take Archer to the doctor's office to get his ears checked out to make sure that his ear infection was gone because he had a little ear infection. And even if it's just a check, they still count it as a quote-unquote sick visit. So you have to go to the sick uh, rooms. So I think that I got something in the children's sick room. Yeah. And by the way, everybody, Cece sounds a lot better than before. She called me a few days ago oh, to yes. me we couldn't record. And it was li- like I knew something was up immediately. It was like, James, what? Record. <laughs> <laughs> well, And at night, it comes back, James. So every uh, night, her voice starts doing that over the last several interesting. days. Interesting. Uh, the worst part about it is that I can't sing. I sound like a prepubescent boy when I sing. My voice cracks. <laughs> and so... It's like, you know, I try to sing Archer to sleep every night, and he's just like, shut up, mom. This is awful. Yeah, that's totally only when she's sick that she sounds like that. Hey! (laughs) Okay, well, listen, listen. Let's do do a quick icebreaker, James. What's our icebreaker? (laughs) Okay, yeah. I was was thinking about this a while back. This is a weird one. This is a would-you-rather type situation. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, because it, it kind of dovetails with one of our previous abandoned places, icebreakers. Um, yeah. So, would you rather live in a town with a hundred thousand people, but the technology is like nineteenth century candles and all that, horses, or would you rather live in a twenty-first century, one hundred thousand populated? town except you know the electricity never runs out all the basic amenities you know neon lights everything's you know high tech but the 99,999 other residents aren't people they're animals or aliens or something in other words you can't communicate with them Ooh. but can i try to learn to communicate with them i mean you could but in the case of animals i mean it's just you know it's literally just you know, dogs Animals. at the grocery store and, you know, gazelles. I think I know, I feel fountains. like I know James's answer is it easy, oh. right? He would want to live with all the animals. Yeah. 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 Easily. Yeah. James, why would you want to live with all the animals? I mean, I know why. Uh, but- well, because the only thing, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a misanthrope. I like people. But the only thing I don't like about cities is, one, the lack of nature, including animals, and two, uh, just too many people. You know, the the technology's great. The people is the issue. Like, I don't like too many people around me. So that would be fantastic. Whereas yeah. the 19th century thing, it's literally like the worst thing about the 19th century, the lack of amenities coupled with it being overcrowded with too many people. Ooh. So yeah, no brainer for me. I'm, I'm jumping in with you, James. 
I knew no you would. As long as you can go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as I've got my, like you said, the Dang amenities, movies. go to the movies. If I can, and if I want to see people, I just have to leave this town. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And so if, I, if, I, if I'm like, okay, I'm tired of talking to horses all day. <laughs> I'll just drive uh, an hour west to yeah. uh, Humansville or whatever it is. But yeah. in the meantime, Here. I can maybe learn to communicate with aliens as well. And also yeah. <laughs> maybe piggyback off some of that technology. Well, well, Who knows since you and I pick the same thing, let's have a little two-parter to that one then. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, which would you prefer then? A town full of like dogs and sheep and stuff or a town full of aliens? Aliens. Ah, I've see, seen I would, some- I'd rather have the dogs and sheep. Oh, one second. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, no worries. Uh, no, Gwenny, what do you need? So we're recording this. Just so okay, everybody go knows, grab it. Go grab it. We're recording with family around. Oh everywhere. no, you can't go in there. Glenn. So, so we're you're probably hearing anymore. everybody around us, maybe like yes. laughing, go coughing, on. maybe Out even here, a little please. farting. Go and on. So, go play. <laughs> on here, uh, we, we've we've now disappointed both uh, Gwen and her cousin Wesley. Because uh, uh, this is where they were p- hanging out playing yesterday. Okay. All right. um, so yeah, so if you Aww. hear people just doing all kinds of stuff in the background, you know, Cece's just not going to be able to edit it out. Let's just be honest. Yeah, she has to be some sort of wizard technician. Actually, no, that's not even true. We've seen TV shows where it was clear the audio engineer just couldn't save something. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just had to like leave it in. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. So yeah, the aliens or dogs. I would definitely go with the aliens. Uh, well, not definitely. I, it is timid. It, I'm a little timid because the dogs would be See, fun. that's, I, I guess. that's the thing. See, I like aliens. I think they're cool as an idea, but it's like, are they going to be like alien crack dealers? Are they going to be alien? Oh, uh, it's thieves, gonna, there's going to be all of it. But I exactly. just think all the, yeah, all the beneficial technology, all, all the stuff that I might be able to pull from No, 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 no. No new tech. No new tech. Everything, it's like no 21st century America. <laughs> what you have now. Uh, or actually more like Korea because the internet's better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the dogs then. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. The aliens would be dogs. fun. But if I'm going to be in an overpopulated area and exactly. I have people or human or aliens, it's like I would almost rather have humans at that point so I could at least communicate. Um, yeah. But nah, I'll go with the dogs then. <laughs> you know, the aliens would be fun for a little while. It probably would get tiring pretty quick. How about you, Cece? This is a tough one because it's like there are pros and cons to both. Like, mm. I would love to be surrounded by animals. Like, that sounds wonderful. Well, well, before you continue, I do want to point out another thing for all of us to think about. What? We've seen those towns where the dogs all group together and start attacking people. Uh, uh, James, you might be yeah, fearing see, for your life. See, this, it might be this more iteration. of an equivalent to like a zombie apocalypse out there, except for they're not zombies. It's just... A gang of dogs. Trying they're to like, get you. there's something to eat over there. Right. Well, again, this is this is dogs you can't communicate with, but it's still a, a functioning city. These dogs ah. are going grocery shopping. So they're like driving the bus. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to go like, to the dog when, city. Then. When you're going to the movies, it's literally like you and a bunch of dogs with 3D. Oh, glasses. definitely the dog city. Then have okay. you all ever seen that skit on Saturday Night Live where it's like the grizzly bear town? bears no no oh okay i'll send it to you guys maybe we can post a little clip of it on our our instagram but Mm. it's that that's what i'm thinking of uh see i would love to be surrounded by cute animals but i also really enjoy community Mm. um and the one thing about having like technology that's like you know it it would be kind of like going back in time like in the 90s exactly what it would be i know it would (laughs) be but 
in the nineties, I didn't have to worry about hopping online and somebody telling me that I, you know, I looked ugly or all these things. And uh, it would be nice to go back to when people talked and it wasn't, you know, cruel. Yeah. That yeah. lack of air conditioning sounds real appealing. I <laughs> see. That's, that's the thing. Now, this is Alex always talks about how much he hates every yeah. season except for the summer. Enjoy so your enjoy his... your fifty year lifespan. Here's here's a quick question. <laughs> okay, here's a quick question, and that's the other reason I probably would lean toward the dogs because I, I never gave the answer. I just gave my pros and cons for both. Okay, uh, the reason I would want to be in the animals is because I can imagine that if you were with if you're with so many people, it's probably dirty. Like you are right, right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, go on. Thank you, Gwen. Wait, close the door behind you. Thank you. Okay, so, okay, anyways, I would pick the animals. But my one question is, if you're living in a town full of animals, does that mean that all of the media, when Alex goes to the movies, is it a movie and No, dog? no, no, because there's still human uh, cities. This is just a city with the animals, you right? Know, no, there's probably no, listen, independent listen, films. James, listen to James. Uh, yeah, no, independent- see, there's probably some independent like dog films like where they like filmed it at the local campus. And I, I'd probably go see it just for the see what kind of emotional weight they've been able to hit. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen. I, I, I mean, you just made the town better for me. Like, I love the idea that turning on the nose, you don't know what's going on. It's literally just a dog barking. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be fantastic. All right. That needs to be a real thing. Dog news. Dog news. Okay, I think it's time for us to talk about mm. abandoned cities. Let's yeah. do Because that's it. our episode. Did we even say what our episode is about? No. It's no. about abandoned cities, you guys. We're talking mm. about places that no longer have people, or very few people, as you'll find out in a few. Who's going first? Ooh. How about we let James go first? Okay. Okay. And I, for whatever reason, I had a hunch that would happen this time. I don't know why. But uh, so I'm going to talk about two things. One is not abandoned. It's just interesting. And I'll save that for last. But first, the main event is Craco. Craco, Italy. So this is a really cool looking place right off the bat. That's the first thing I want people to know. It looks awesome. It's in a lot of movies. It's in a lot of music videos because it looks awesome. It looks like it looks like the kind of place where a aristocratic vampire would would hang their hat it's just a very Ooh. beautiful place just gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, so you spend a lot of time there yes <laughs> <laughs> uh well it actually it's been around a long time that's the craziest thing it's been around since the 8th century bc um Oof. we do know that the greeks actually moved there around 540 ish bc and they immediately turned it into a fishing village, coastal town, probably a beautiful place if you've never been to 540 BC ancient Greece. Wink. But <laughs> it got named it got named in 1060 and it was because uh the archbishop of Tricarico, Tri- Arnaldo decided to call it Graculum, which just means little plowed field and because you know, if you shorten that Graculum, Craco, you, know, you can kind of see where where that ends up. And the relationship with the church is pretty astonishing. Um, it's in a region actually called Basilicata, and one of the most notable buildings <clears throat> is a religious building in nature. 
And it, again, it's been around since ancient Greece. It played a role in the Holy Roman Empire. Just it's been an enormous part of Italian history for millennia. And one thing that at some point we got to cover is the Jacobin movement, because it was kind of like, to me, this is me being conspiratorial. It's kind of like pre, pre WEF, WEF, you know, they're, they're responsible for the French revolution. They're responsible for a lot of overthrows of more aristocratic and monarchic governments in favor Mm -hmm. of republics uh, to a point that's, I mean, they changed the whole landscape of the entire world in a very short time, just being comprised of revolutionaries and, and conspirators. And the reason why I mention this is because this is actually one of the few places that repelled them. Again, French Revolution was a, a rousing success. But when they tried a revolution in Krakow, the Army of Holy Faith, a.k.a. the San, San Fedismos, uh, they, they straight up won against them. Very uncommon, very unheard of. Napoleon occupied it at one point. Uh, brigands Ooh. occupied it at one point. <laughs> it's it's been kind of like Rome. It's it, it's been controlled by every conceivable entity throughout history. It's just been a remarkable fixture in Italian history. So when did it get abandoned, and why? And it was like in the seventies. It's literally been a beautiful, remarkable town since 540 BC, 8th century BC, if you're not counting the more infrastructural part of the town. But that's just it. Towns in Europe, they're they're built to last. We've talked about this before. And some amazing engineering has gone into some of these very, very old cities. Well, this place is built on a big mountaintop and it reminds me, I, I see things like this on like YouTube and TikTok and places like that where they'll show some quaint European village that's beautiful, but it's on like a slope and you're like, how do you even get there? And what would happen if something happened? Well, we've got an answer. Krako is a great example of what would happen. So <laughs> they have pipe work running through the, this old mountaintop, very hmm. steep environment And then there was an earthquake and then there was a landslide that followed as a direct result. And because of that, because the town is, you know, on, let's just call it a rocky foundation without trying to be, make a pun out of it. They had to evacuate. And what's really neat to me about the evacuation process itself is it means that people who are part of that culture and have been for centuries who are also called by the way the crocisi which i think sounds delicious mm-hmm. um, they ended up they ended up having a diaspora in different places including a lot of people moved to the united states and so uh just about 13 14 years ago there was actually a formation in the united states it's a nonprofit called the craco society and the whole point of it because they had to flee craco is about preserving the the culture and history of of Greco and being part of that. Hmm. So I just think that's kind of neat in and of itself, but absolutely beautiful. Highly recommend people look up images of it. It's been featured because, you know, it being basically abandoned, it's really beautiful and easy to film. <laughs> You're not going to get photobombed. So it's been in a lot of things. It was in the passion of the Christ. It was in the nativity story. It was in the, the, which James Bond was it? Um, Quantum uh, Solace. Yeah. Quantum. 
it was it was in a lot of things. It's been in a bunch of music videos. I know I mentioned that before, but it's it's just you know a very beautiful place, very uh, ancient looking, but again almost abandoned. Now there has been a slight resettlement attempt, but we're talking about hundreds of people, not thousands, and it's just yeah. not even remotely. It's literally got a smaller population today than it did in the, the like the eleventh century. I feel so, like uh, Italy is that one country in the world. I would uh, like if I could do this, I would do it in a heartbeat. But mm. Italy is one of those countries that has requested, you know, trying to reinvigorate these cities that have kind of fallen apart. Right. Like, oh, we will pay you to come and get a house here. And I think that that's awesome. Yeah. It's just, you know, so expensive. Well, the issue with Krako, though, is, you know, the. Yeah. It's, Even if they pay you, it's like you might you might get crushed by the, the by town when it falls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the, the real issue. So at this point, it is mostly ruins, and it is remarkable to see images of it just because it looks like it was abandoned just by virtue of the old architecture. And maybe this is just from an American perspective, but it looks like it was abandoned like 600 years ago instead of, you know, <laughs> 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever. So just really, really wild. And then there's something more minor I just wanted to touch on, mainly just because I thought, well, when else am I going to get to talk about this? Like it's kind of an odd topic, maybe odd towns. But I just wanted to touch up on something that's kind of like the opposite of abandoned. It's uh-huh. uh, So I even thought about asking this as an icebreaker. Maybe we'll save that for another time. But there's a town that I've discovered on YouTube of all things, the algorithm was just like, Hey, I'm throwing you an oddball today and you're going to just <laughs> fall in love with this idea. So there's a town in Alaska called Whittier. You guys ever heard of it? Uh, no. no. Okay. So this is a town in Alaska and it has about just a hair under 300 residents. Very small town. Not a lot of people, probably, probably about as many people as Krako right now, actually. <laughs> and, uh, What's really unique about it, though, is one, it's super isolated. You have to take a certain tunnel through it, which they kind of wanted the tunnel cut off during, you know, the pandemic, because even though there's only 300 people and when you think of a little Alaska town with 300 people, you probably think of like just a big mountain dotted with cabins here and there. Maybe a maybe a kind of like uh, what's that cartoon on Fox? It's really good. Uh, Great North. Yeah, that's not what Whittier's like at all. Because 80% of the people in Whittier live in one big hotel-looking building. What? Yeah. The town. Oh, my gosh. I've had dreams. I've had dreams where it's like the the world has fallen to shambles. And and everybody's in like a building? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. So it's flipping weird. Like almost everybody lives in like the Bagic Towers or Bagic Towers. And it – it's just nuts. There's a reindeer pen. <laughs> there's there's a building, and then there's a smaller building, which the smaller building holds the other 20% of people. So it's like a town that lives in a hotel. And I just wow. find that absolutely remarkable. And because it's a town that lives in a hotel, it's actually been used in simulation models to see what happens when there's disease outbreaks. Wow. And, uh, what happens? And yeah. Uh, bad things happen. <laughs> Basically, the town goes extinct. And that's why they were very worried when everything kicked off the past few years to the point that there was actually a bit of a division. There was like factions in Whittier who were like, 
we need to block off the tunnel entirely. We can't let people pass through. People pass through, they lean out their car window, they sneeze, the end of our whole town. And so it was like a big issue Thing. for them. Well, they're okay, right? They're okay. Yeah. Okay, they're praise, doing, they're doing just fine. But okay, yeah. Good. And yeah, just a neat thing that I, I thought I'd bring up. There's a town where almost everybody lives in like a single building. Oh, that's really, that's, uh, that intrigues me just because I've had yeah. dreams about it. James, I know you said you had dreams about it. What if, what if we were both in the same dream, like in the mm. same hotel? I, I recently had a conversation that dreams might be real. Oh, that's something we'll we needed to, to cover too. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll we'll talk about that in a separate episode. But yeah. Alex, how about you go next? I can do that. Okay, we talk about. I'm talking about Tian Duqing. Ooh, yes. Where's that? <clears throat> so this is. Uh, <laughs> I gotta this guess. Is, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is known as the Paris of China. Ooh. <clears throat> now, it's not because it's popular like Paris, but because. It just is Paris. And Don't want to interrupt. Don't interrupt. Yeah. But it just occurred to me at the time of this recording, it's it's yeah. Chinese New Year. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, happy we're the year of the rabbit. Year. So yeah, Happy New Year, China. Happy New Year. Yeah. We'll see if anybody in China actually gets to listen to this. Yeah, well, they don't, they don't probably like our podcast. Um, so <laughs> and they won't like this either. Um, oh. <laughs> but because of. Uh, but yeah, so this little town looks a lot like Paris. In 2007, some developers came in, as they often do in China, <laughs> and they created a one to th- one three scale, one third scale replica of the Eiffel Tower, and recreated the fountain from the Luxembourg Gardens. And so they they created this this big setup, all these big expensive hotels all around it expecting 10,000 residents to come in and, and live here. Mm. Unfortunately, the population is just about a thousand people. So there are a thousand people living there now. There's a thousand people living there now. The there's, so what's cool. So there's a website. I really recommend people go here uh, called Nomadosaurus. It's the, it's like this. Mm. I think it's just a, what James? Oh no, okay. I just thought that sounded neat. No matter. Oh, oh okay. I, I, I thought it sounded like you had a beef. I'm like, oh no, have you run into oh, these no. people before? Y'all had, a, <laughs> y'all had like a, a West Side Story. Oh, no matter, Soros. <laughs> <laughs> Not these people. Um, but yeah, so what they do is they travel, they go and take their own pictures and kind of write about their experiences in like a, a flowery article. I, and I'm not saying flowery in a bad way, but it's just kind of, it's, it's fun. Um, it's not like investigative reporting. I mean, it, it is. It's probably more investigative than most things we read online because they actually but it's go very well done. But yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's fun, and so that's where I got a, a, almost all my information from after I found this city on some other websites. But they uh, so they went there and they said that the streets are unoccupied, all the shop fronts are boarded up, and even like the railings are just rusted everywhere <laughs> because. Nobody goes. No there. one's touching them. No one's. No, no one's, one's taking, care, taking of care of it. it and <laughs> they said that they even, <laughs> there's even like that that famous fountain, the Luxembourg fountain. It's yeah. just dry. There's no water there's in it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So what what they thought was going to happen was that uh, there's a near nearby ish town of Hangzhou. And they thought that a lot of the rich people over there would come over uh, to Chang mm. 
and be excited because of it. You know, this is it's Paris. a little tiny Paris. Unfortunately, it just wasn't quite that interesting. And it's a little too far away from everything. It's kind of in the, there's a lot of farmland surrounding this. Mm-hmm. And there's not a great way to get to it. Um, and so what they thought people were going to come and live there, but instead they kind of came and like looked, looked around. <laughs> and so they're, they're just kind of domestic tourists. They just wanted to kind of view it, take some pictures and go. Um, and so they, uh, with, with er, what usually kills other cities. <coughs> so the same thing that kills other Chinese cities that are developed killed this one. Which was the really high real estate prices, as well. Uh, they they built they built this expecting all these affluent people to come, so they jacked up the prices of everything. I'm sure that all the facilities were phenomenal when they were built, right? But then when people came, they just didn't want to spend the money to live in the middle of nowhere. Like, yes, you could live in a little tiny city for ten thousand people, but then there's nothing there. So right. instead, like they, they're even the thought was, oh, maybe we'll get tourists from outside the country. Well, they do, <laughs> they do on a maybe a day trip. Yeah, <laughs> you go, you take pictures. You maybe you have a wedding party there. Um, if you're a, if you're a, a local, you might have a wedding party there. But after that, you go back home. You're not going to go spend all your yeah. money here. Um, because there is now nothing to do. There's a few people running these these little tiny shops that are uh, like with carts. So they're not like running shops out of the storefronts. They're just running street shops. And mm. they said they said it was really sad because oh, it's, it's just people like doing their best. Like they're kind of the people that got duped into coming here, and then now there's no way to create any source of income um which That's is so sad yeah it, mm-hmm. it is pretty sad and the only there's only one hotel here that is open to foreign guests in terms of um for why am i blanking for tourism but the bad thing is even though it's called the tiaktuching uh international air or resort they only <laughs> serve Chinese typical Chinese food there, so it's like like this. It's supposed to be an international resort, and so you would think with an international resort, you might have different types of food. But it's this is all like, just like <laughs> I can just imagine the commercial for this place. Do you love Paris but hate everything but Chinese food? <laughs> Go on down. Yeah, yeah, and, and they say that there are fa- some factories relatively nearby, but they put out so much pollution that the skies stay gray oh all gosh. year. Do you love Paris but hate blue skies? <laughs> And they, they said that while they were there, the only time they had any activity, like any life seemed to come alive, was when construction workers were finishing their shifts here. Oh, Which means they're still building, despite nobody being here. What are they building? <laughs> they just keep building. It's a weird thing that happens in China. Yeah. These, peop- the, the, these companies or people with a ton of money... Even after their city fails, they continue to build. 
Yeah. It makes no sense. It's it's bizarre. It's like they read the secret and thought, like, well, we can go we could do one better. <laughs> we can construct <laughs> things. Yeah. yeah. I mean Oh man. Sorry. Oh, uh, you're fine. Um so yeah, they they they've got the, the there's a park that surrounds the Eiffel Tower, you know, the centerpiece of their town, and it's covered with trash and <laughs> it's overgrown with weeds. So they're not even maintaining what is there for like the tourist attraction? <coughs> the one thing that you want to see when you come to this place, which is a pale comparison to the real thing you could have like flown to go see something exciting. Now they do have in their write up, and this is pretty funny. They said that the odd cow wanders across <laughs> the fields nearby <laughs> or, or the security guards. <laughs> Where the wow. security guards are sleeping, right underneath the tower. But yeah, it, it's bad. It's it's bad. There's nothing kept up here. Um, and they said that all the all the workers work in like, they live in like, the same area. Sure, but that the standard of living is completely appalling in their words. But that none of them will complain because they were worried about losing their job, which is probably a pretty typical thing in China. I caramba. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's pretty bad. Like they have these big canals all throughout the city and there's no water in them. <laughs> it's the worst. So it's the worst. Would you want to go visit? No. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I, if it wasn't in China, maybe if there's ever a new regime in China, I would totally want to go to China. But not with its current regime. Not with its current situation. It's probably listen to this podcast, and I'm probably on like, a yeah. Watch I, I was thinking you're, you're on, on a, you're on a list. Yeah, <laughs> you, guys, you guys are already on that list. So I wait for there's, the, there's literally regime. a dartboard in Xi Jinping's office with just your face on it. <laughs> just just throws <laughs> <laughs> it. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. So yeah, that's Tiantu Chung. That there are so many fascinating cities in China. I can't. I, I really want to cover another one, but. Yeah, that's what Alex said. When we do another abandoned cities place, he's like, I could, I could do tons of episodes. The, 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 I mean, the, so when I was going through their write-up, they said that there was a real estate person. There's only one here. And that they had like all the listings on the, the window of their office, mm-hmm. but it filled up the entire window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And so when this person walked in just to kind of look, the person got really excited and then it was kind of mad when they realized that... <laughs> We're this person looking. was just a tourist. We're just looking. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Isn't that wild? Well, this is a perfect example of why managing an economy doesn't work, why, why socialism has an issue. Because if this was a capitalist setup, the prices would fall and people would ultimately start moving in. But instead, it's like, no, you got to pay a lot to live in this abandoned place because <laughs> uh, there's not a free market element to it. Yeah. Hell's bales. Mm-mm-mm. Well, that's that's Tian. How do you say it? Tian Chang. Tian Chang. And, and there, yeah, it's it's interesting that they're still building, but it's not surprising because it happens mm-hmm. everywhere there. Yeah. Yep. Well, is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, you guys. Uh, let's skip you. <laughs> I am talking about Centralia, Pennsylvania. You know, know, guys? Yes. My Jamba Juicers. I got all of my information today from history.com. Jamba Juicers. I was like, what? (laughs) Crack.com. And I'm going to preface this with, and since you just talked about a city that has like a thousand people, I'm I'm 
not going to feel guilty. There are about five people that live in Centralia. And you know what's really creepy about this town, you guys? And I feel like this is a town that everybody's like heard of or seen pictures of and like, oh, that's weird. James, do you know this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. He didn't I, know I, it I, until I said, you know what's happening there. And then he goes, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't yep. know the name, but as soon as you started telling me about it, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a town that has fire raging underneath it. And I don't know about you, James, but I, I don't want a fire ranging underneath my house. Nah. No. I don't know. Not preferable. So, yeah, I'm going to take you guys back in time to Centralia's founding. It cropped up in 1811, but it was originally apparently called Bull's Head, which I don't like that name. That's kind of grosses me out. Okay. Bull's Head. And it was a primarily Irish community at its onset. It was a coal miner's town. Lots of anthracite coal to be mined. Is that how you say it, James? Anthracite? Yes. I got it. First try. I know. So naturally, the town just sits on this wild labyrinth of coal tunnels i almost when i was doing my research i was like what's the, what's the word i'm looking for i kept calling them coal hallways <laughs> tunnels. but they stretch out every which way like a spider web like a crazy spider web not like a nice organized spider web a crazy one so anyways lots of miners immigrated this little town especially from ireland later from ukraine um, but from ireland came this group of Rough and tumble men who were organized in this little secret society called the Molly Maguires. No, it sounds about right. This is the Molly Maguires. And they were allegedly uh, a bit wild and very angry. And in the 1860s, there was this rash of violence that was attributed to them. Some people say that they were framed, which I don't know. They could have been, maybe not. But um, people were frightened of them. And they say that this group murdered the founder of the town. The founder? Yeah, his name was Alexander Ray. And... They were also suspected of killing a priest, Father Daniel Ignatius McDermott, or maybe they just beat him up. I don't know. But he, um, legend has it that after they beat him up, and I just picture it in my brain, it pictures how he steps out onto the front steps of his little church. It was the, um, I think it was called the Ignatius Roman Catholic Church. Anyways, he walks out and he puts his hand up in the air and he says, I curse this town. The, the church will be the last building standing. That's a weird thing for a priest to do. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I said, huh? I, 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 you know, it's a local folklore. It's a local legend that he came out and he said he's going to curse the town for all of the harm that Molly McGuire's bringing everybody. But it's like, you know. <laughs> I'm going to make this place worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it's like you hear that and then you hear what happened. I think that that's probably, you know, a bit of a, 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 a oh. This is why our town is burned up because yeah. Father Ignatius was like, ah, I don't know. can't believe he made the town worse because of the yeah. Molly Maguires. Well, okay. So Centralia opened the mines and they were getting all this coal, yada, yada, yada. And then the Great Depression strikes. Oh, ouch. Everyone's like, we have no money and we can't continue to operate <laughs> all the mines. <laughs> so some of the mines got shut down, but... Some people still kept mining, you guys. They did something called pillar robbing. You know what that is? I'm guessing you go down and mine and you don't have permission. Well, it's super dangerous because they basically Sounds take like it, yeah. the, um, the, yeah, they take the coal from, <laughs> I put the boat. I was said coal. You did, you did put a boat. They take the coal out of the coal pillars that support the roofs of the mines, right? 
So they're like taking the coal from the supports. So then they had all of these collapses that were happening. It's like Dig Dug, but real. It was, yeah, it was a collar picking mess. And this just kept happening for years until May 1962, you guys. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've gathered from my storytelling, fellows. Centralia has got a bit of a dirty side. There's a seedier side to this city, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, on top of the seediness of certain areas. And by the way, uh, half like the Molly Maguire people that were accused of killing all the people, Mm. they got executed. So the violence did die down. But But literally. (laughs) 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 Well, okay. So the town had a bit of a trash problem. And I'm not talking about like, you know, there's not not a little – Way to Was that a dig at the mollies? No, oh. that is like actual garbage. Okay? Oh, okay, they had actual garbage, and they didn't know where to put it, and so they had like these landfills, and they would burn them. And then in 1962, they have this landfill, and they're like, "Oh, it's so stinky! There are rats everywhere. We need to take care of this." So they are like, "Let's let's light the the trash on fire again." So they light the trash on fire, and <laughs> they. <laughs> There's a coal seam underneath the fire. Yeah, fun pit. fact, everybody: anthracite is very flammable. It's the purest form of coal. Yeah. So, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So there was a coal seam underneath this trash pit that they had, and it caught fire. You guys caught fire, and it spread through all of the mines underneath uh. the town. So normally, and coal like seam coal seam fires like they happen. There, you can usually get them out like by. I guess cutting off the coal seam. I don't know exactly how it works because I'm not a miner, but they said they happen sometimes and you can usually get them under control. But in this case, since the mine was so vast and went every which way, they had no way of easily putting out this fire. And so it just kept burning and burning and burning everything underneath the town. Okay. So here's, here's the crazy part. People still lived in the city for decades after this fire started. What? For decades. But when they were living here, one, lots of carbon monoxide, right? <laughs> it's just pouring from the seams, and it would fill up people's basements. Can you imagine? People couldn't you, go into yeah. their basements. You just, you just live – you actually – you literally just choose to live in hell. At That's exactly yeah, – This yeah. is literally the construction workers in Alex's place are listening to this, and they're saying, well, it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh it also, this town got hot. The ground has been 900 degrees in some places. <laughs> yes. Three. Foot Locker is just doing the business. Your shoes just melt every day. Yeah. Three. It's caused the ground to shift so much that houses started to go topsy-turvy. There are pictures of these houses online. In order to keep the houses straight, they had to build columns on the sides of them. So it would look like these houses had six, seven, eight chimneys but they're really just columns to keep these houses from tipping over yeah sounds like it's worth the effort to live there yeah and then um this one this is the one that scares me the most you guys know i have a fear of sinkholes right oh yeah okay sinkholes everywhere you guys the ground would just open up and swallow things including people one of the events that actually got people to like stop and go you know maybe we should move um there was this little boy i think he was 12 years old He's just playing. His name was Tom uh, Domboski, I think was his name. He he. I read a really great article, that article that I mentioned earlier on crack.com. It was interviewing people who used to live here. That and 
Yeah, they said they said you had to be very careful walking around, but this little boy was just playing outside and all of a sudden the ground just like eats him up. Oh. And the the sinkhole was like 150 feet. Fortunately, his cousin there was there to help pull him out. But yeah, it went down like 150 feet before he obviously got down to the very bottom. But <clears throat> Jeez. Yeah, so after that happened, people were like, you know, maybe we need to leave this place, but it's horrifying. And there <clears throat> The people who were interviewed for crack said that they were all just playing outside once and they saw the ground open up and swallow their neighbor's cat. And that was the first time that they ever like <coughs> saw something that was like horrifying to them. And then they also said, you just be walking and you look over and there's half a deer just sticking out of the ground. And smoke this is, is insanity. Just, How it's, could it's anybody? Insane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And in 1992, the government was finally like, okay, guys, we tried. We tried to let y'all live here, but it is too dangerous. We we got to kick you guys out. So um, eminent domain kicked in, and most of the people got out of the town. They discontinued the town's postal code, so the town is practically dead, except for a few holdouts. There were a couple of people who were like, no, the town's fine. And I read that most of the people who stayed there were former coal miners, so they were like used to, you know, working. Being completely and miserable. Being in very harsh conditions. And so they were like, the town's fine. The town's fine. And in <laughs> 2001, I think there were five people that were still living there. And I read that they also did like an air purity test and said, oh, the air purity here is just as fine as a town that's a couple, you know, a little while away that doesn't have coal burning underneath it, mm-hmm. you know. And so they said, oh, it's fine. But, yeah, it's 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 insanity Those that there's – I don't know if there's still five people living there. But according to EPA, because <laughs> this fire is still burning to this day. EPA says that it could burn for another century. Amazing. So it's, yeah. And I think that 13th floor year, if you have heard of this town, chances are you've seen the pictures. They had this long stretch of highway that was just covered in graffiti, right? Yeah. That's, Ooh. that's what I think of when I think of the town is this long stretch of town, but the people who lived there during COVID, they had some money since nobody's doing anything. I don't know what they were doing, you know, just in general, but they um they put dirt all over the highway. So now the famous graffiti highway isn't there anymore. But anyways, I y'all, I recommend if you think about going to this town, just steer clear. Just steer clear because you never know if the ground's going to open up beneath you and eat you. So yeah. you guys, that is Centralia, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a that'd be a much more challenging commercial. You know, you've seen Paris, China. Now try Hell, Pennsylvania. Yeah, just <laughs> insane. Oh, it it terrifies me just thinking. Like after reading the experiences of people who used to live there, because like you know they had a lot of kids that were living here. They had schools yeah. for these children. So the fire started in the '60s, and people didn't really start moving out until the '80s. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely insane. So, you guys, that's Centralia, Pennsylvania. I guess that, that's it. This has been a, a very interesting episode. We hope that you guys liked our yeah. abandoned cities. Um, if you have Did any, you say Silent Hill was based. On yes, that? Silent Central? Hill. The 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 person who made Silent Hill went to this town for inspiration. And after in, in, inhaling all the fumes, that he came up with Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right with that flipping movie <laughs> adaptation. Hmm. Um. Yeah, 13th Floor, if you have any topics you want to throw into the vase, send them our way. Yeah. Um, next week, we are going to be talking about – what are we talking about next week, James? I can't remember. 
Uh, James. <laughs> Bib, you never, you guys, no, Alex, wait no, a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. James Bib came up with this topic kids. for us. He heard yeah, me I say did. sort of. Yeah. And I, for, I forgot what I James. came up with. Biblical oh. cryptids. All right. We're talking about biblical cryptids, you guys. Biptids. Biptids. <laughs> that sounds funny. Including <laughs> unicorns. Yeah. So stay tuned. That's what we're going to be talking about next week. Alex, James, you guys have any. Thing you want to say before we say Arrivederci. James, I hope you have a wonderful flight. Thank you. Have fun at PodFest. Yeah, and also I want to let you know that our music is brought to you by Great Cooking. You can find us music on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, anywhere you listen to music. Anywhere. So until next week, you all, we hope that you can keep, keep it straight. Yeah.